0: Welcome to Married by Design. Lifelong intimacy and closeness with your spouse. To really be one and all that God intended to enjoy through that. That's what we'll be looking at in this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast this week. We're in the middle of a series entitled The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. It's all about looking at marriages in the Bible and the choices that people make, good, bad, or ugly, and the results in their lives and their marriage.
1: It's so important for us to learn and to be encouraged or warned by the examples that we see in the Bible. That's why God gave us so many stories. They're not just there to make people look good or bad, but they're there so that we can learn from them. Paul said that they are there for our instruction. That means, as we study individuals and marriages in the Bible, they should instruct us on how we should live. We learn about the things that we should do or should not do.
0: And we encourage you as a couple to apply these principles in your own marriage. Part of our homework each week is to look at some of the principles that we learn, and we want to encourage you to discuss them and study them further. There's always going to be something that stands out to you. That's because the Holy Spirit is always challenging us to look at our hearts and strengthen our marriage, or at least we should be open to that. We just have to respond to that prompting.
1: It's also a healthy thing to periodically take stock of your relationship and to make a plan of action of how to grow together as a couple. That's why we've been looking at these three different types of marriages in the Bible. The good marriages, those in which the husband and wife are seeking after God and following his ways. The bad marriages, those individuals who are rebellious and choosing sin in their lives. You see the heartache and the judgment of God um, on them.
0: And then there are the ugly marriages. These are the marriages in which the couple generally are seeking after the Lord, but they make foolish choices and they suffer for it. We looked last time at the example of Jacob and Rachel. They were people that were seeking the Lord, but in regards to a number of choices they made in their marriage relationship, they made foolish choices, and it affected their lives.
1: We've asked you to email us and let us know of couples in the Bible that fit in one of those categories. We'd love to hear from you, and maybe we could include those couples in our series.
0: Well, now on for this week, we're going to be looking at a good example of a marriage. And I have to tell you, this couple has been on my mind for quite some time. Every time I read through the Bible, their names come up, and they have always been an inspiration to me. Hey, this is part of what it means to be married for a lifetime, to be committed to each other, and to becoming more and more one flesh.
1: We're going to be looking at that wonderful example of Aquila and Priscilla. There's actually not a lot written about them in the Bible. They're mentioned um, in a number of places, and we'll begin it begin to develop some principles from the places that they are mentioned.
0: The main thing that stands out to me is, it's an inspiration to me, is that when one is mentioned, it always seems like the other one's mentioned. It's always Aquila and Priscilla. When we see the principle over and over, the two becoming one flesh, this couple is an example of that.
1: Let's just run through those verses so that you can see the impact of their relationship. In Acts eighteen verse two it's written, and he, talking about Paul, found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontius, recently from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Going down to Acts eighteen eighteen it says, After this Paul stayed many days longer, and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria with Priscilla and Aquila.
0: Well, then you look at Acts eighteen twenty six of Paulus had begun speaking boldly in the synagogue. And it says, But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. There are other verses that mention this couple, but it's noted that she is referred to as Prisca instead of Priscilla. I'm not sure why the difference, but it seems clear that it's still the same couple. You have uh, also in Romans 16, 13, Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. And in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, Aquila and Prisca send you their greetings. In 2 Timothy 4.19, Paul says to greet Prisca and Aquila.
1: That's so inspirational. Every place they are mentioned, they are a couple. They are truly one. They worked together, ministered together, and were known as a couple. I'm not aware of any time where only one of them was mentioned.
0: We want to spend a little bit of time just on that very principle. Do you see your spouse as part of you? Do you really understand and practice that you are one flesh? The things you do, the priorities you have in your life, the way that you spend your time, and your perspective of life are something that you both share and are one in. We're not saying that you could never have any time alone and that you never have your own interests, but the question I find fascinating is, is most of the time you spend and your energy viewed as together or as individuals?
1: We live in such an isolating culture in which couples often live together but are not one. There is not a unity and connection between the husband and wife. They have separate schedules, separate interests, separate checking accounts, separate credit cards, separate goals, separate children from blended marriages. The attitude is more of a yours and mine rather than ours. I think that's what the enemy wants to do in our marriages, to separate us out.
0: When people think of you, do they think of you... The two of you together most of the time? Do they see you as a team? In the case of Aquila and Priscilla, they were only mentioned in the Bible together.
1: There's a sweet couple that we have known for years that remind us of Priscilla and Aquila. They're now in their 80s, and they've been together for many years. They're an encouragement and inspiration to us because they're always together. They live together, they have their interests together, they're on the same page in their thinking and in their faith.
0: And it's so wonderful to visit them because we see the intimacy and the closeness and oneness in a marriage relationship. I remember asking the husband if he was interested in going on a men's retreat. He declined, saying that if his wife couldn't go, he didn't want to go.
1: Now, we're not suggesting that you can never be away from your spouse, but there is something endearing and attractive about that couple and the pure enjoyment they have in each other's presence. They truly are married for life. They love spending time together and sharing their lives with each other.
0: We want to look at some of these verses and draw out some other principles besides the broader example of oneness. So going back to Acts 18.2, it says, After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth, and he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. And he went to see them, and because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers by trade.
1: I love that, they were tent makers by trade. If something, It was something they did together. The living they earned brought them together. Most don't even think about oneness in their jobs. They didn't have separate careers so that, that they had enough time apart, and they didn't drive each other crazy. It seems like tent making could be a very challenging and stressful work, but they were one in their career and livelihood.
0: Don't shy away from sharing the work with each other. You may not be in the same career, but this can be applied more broadly to a lot of tasks that we take on. In your daily activities, how much do you do together? Do you split up the tasks around the house and the things that need to be done, or do you do them together? Sometimes, It should be more than just a matter of getting things done. You can do things together to develop intimacy. That should be a priority. Well, I suggest that you purposely try to do more things together. It gives you a chance to be more connected.
1: That means you may have to develop your patience if you spend that much time together. But that's the whole point. To do more of your life together and be committed to making those connections strong. Have a business? Projects around the house? Any task you can do alone can be better for your oneness if you do it together.
0: Well, let's look at another principle going on in Acts 18.18. It says, After this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria and with him Priscilla and Aquila. This wonderful couple was a support and encouragement to others. They were supporting the ministry of Paul. It doesn't say exactly what role they had, and Paul had a number of individuals that went with him in ministry, but they went with Paul to enhance God's ministry.
1: That's a great thing to consider as a couple. Does your oneness include your ability to encourage and support others in their lives and ministry? That's a great way to be drawn together. Do you have a common focus and effort to impact the spiritual lives of others? This practice of oneness is not just about ourselves in our own marriage. It's not just about getting to the place that, that we can be close and comfortable with each other in life. It's about reaching out together and going out of your way to encourage and help others.
0: That's what life and marriage should be about. So, our question for you is In what ways, like Aquila and Priscilla, are you encouraging and ministering to others? God desires for you to be more connected with each other, and this effort of ministering to others actually enhances your connection and binds you together. You develop a common heart for people and look together at ways to support others in their life and ministry.
1: The reality is that you each have different spiritual gifts and strengths. Sometimes that means you'll have some ministry apart, but we encourage you as much as you can to work together.
0: Yes, it's been so thrilling for Janet and I to work together in ministry. We really did work together when I worked as a pastor in two churches. Now in the ministry of counseling and discipleship and encouraging couples, most of our work is together. That really has drawn us closer to each other as we reach out and help others. That's why we love this podcast. It gives us another chance to minister and encourage other couples in their marriage.
1: Let's look also at the principle of hospitality and relationships in general. In 1 Corinthians 16:19, Paul writes, "The churches of Asia send you greetings. Priscilla, Aquila and Prisca together with the church in their house send you hearty greetings in the Lord." Did you catch that? Aquila and Priscilla sent a hearty greeting, not only that, but there was a church meeting in their house.
0: The ministry of relationships and hospitality is often overlooked. What a perfect opportunity you have as a husband and wife to show hospitality to those around you. So many people are struggling in their marriages and and they need the input of a godly couple. Having people in your home is one way to open up doors of ministry and opportunities to share the gospel. You don't have to have a house church as they did but you can still open up your home and your heart to the people around you.
1: There is something wonderful about having people in your home, building relationships with them, serving them, and looking for opportunities to impact them spiritually. And by the way, don't worry too much about your house. Sometimes people are hesitant to have people over because of the condition of their house. I'm sure it's fine. I mean, you might want to do a little cleanup, but don't let that be a hindrance to you showing hospitality. I
0: love Acts 18.26. Apollos, began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. That again reveals a heart for ministry and their love for the truth. Note again that it was both Priscilla and Aquila that were teaching Apollos and correcting him. They both had a part and worked together as a team to help this brother. They were, in a sense, counselors to him and encouragers. Apollos had the benefit not only of having a man's perspective, but also a woman's.
1: This is also a great aspect of oneness. We have so many opportunities today to come alongside people and to explain truth to them. There are so many people that are confused and not understanding the truth of God's Word. Have you thought about the opportunities that you have as a husband and wife to meet with people? Note again that it wasn't Apollos going to them, but they noted issues and they took him aside. As the two of you are aware of needs and praying for people, take the initiative as a couple to meet with people that need that support and correction.
0: And Let me just say one thing. This idea of connection with your spouse has as its foundation your time together in prayer and in the Word. As we discussed, as you read and study the word together, God will use you in other people's lives as he did Priscilla and Aquila. There's not much greater excitement in life than God using you as a couple in other people's lives for his kingdom.
1: And now for your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to look at one of these areas and again discuss it as a couple. Being joined at the hip, supporting others, counseling, teaching, or hospitality. What do you need to do to encourage others and strengthen your togetherness and your ministry to others?
0: Well, let me pray. Father, I just thank you for this example of Priscilla and Aquila. And God, I pray that there would be more marriages that have that heart of ministry and togetherness and connection. Not only as we reach out to people that are in need and encourage others, But also that we would be an encouragement just by that connection that we have with each other. And that would be an example to others. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week on our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Maybe you have a question about what we've shared or you're struggling in your marriage. Again, we're here to help in any way that we can. Would you share this podcast with your friends and people that you know right now? Thanks for that. Next week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at another bad example of a marriage in the Bible. Deception, selfishness at the core of this relationship. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design.